Welcome back to the No Look NBA Podcast. This is Jack, and I'm here with my longtime friend and returning guest, Brady. What's going on, guys? And uh, we're here to talk a little bit. If you listened to the last one that we did together, it was me, him, and our other friend, uh, Jack Lawless. We talked a lot about the Hawks, because if you listen to the previous one or know anything about me, I'm from Atlanta. We're default Hawks fans, and uh, things have not been good the past couple of years. And honestly, they really haven't been good ever. Even when we won 60 games, we were swept by LeBron James, you know. There's no real success in Atlanta sports franchises. Yeah. The only success we've ever seen in Atlanta Hawks sports uh, or basketball was in the 90s with Dominique. And even then... And that was just over... <laughs> or in, sorry, in the 80s, late 80s, in the, or mid-late 80s, and that was... Uh, that was overshadowed by the Pistons and Larry Bird and the Celtics. Yeah, and even then, it's like, <laughs> were we really even that successful? We pretty yeah. much just had a guy who could score like crazy and mm-hmm. no one else on the team. It was like having Carmelo in Denver. Like, just scored a bunch, didn't do anything. Like, yeah. So, in reality, we haven't had much basketball success. But, nonetheless, we are fans and we have to talk about it. And the last time he was on, we, it was right before the draft, and we actually talked about, you know, who we're going to take. Trey Young, Luka Doncic, we'll be happy about it. And, uh... I know me personally, I wanted Luka Doncic. I believe you did as well. I did. And uh, we were both kind of angry when Trey Young was drafted. But I must say, I must admit I was a little wrong because Trey Young has been impressive. You agree he's been Yeah, he, been he, he, he has flashes of greatness. Yeah. Um, in the first uh, September and October, or sorry, just like October, mm. uh, when the season started, he, he was playing pretty good. He was shooting well. And then since uh, since November's hit, he is he can't hit anything from three. Yeah, it's weird because everyone knows if you watch Trey Young, if you watch any of his highlights, you watch him in college at all. He's you know re- referred to as the next Steph Curry, which is obviously you know big shoes to fill. He's talking about a two time MVP, first unanimous MVP, the greatest shooter we've ever seen. So I think it's going a little bit too far to say he's the next Steph Curry, but he does have the ability to shoot like four feet beyond the three point mm-hmm. line. I mean, some of the shots he takes. You know, he had that game winner where he pulled it from the logo. Yeah, he can hit it from 30 yeah, he feet. Can, he can hit it from deep, but he goes really cold. And it's mm-hmm. something that you don't see Curry do very often is that, you know, Curry might have a game where, you know, he goes 0 for 5, but the next game he's going to get 11 threes. You know, he's going to do something crazy. But mm-hmm. Trey Young, you know, albeit he is a rookie, he's been very, very cold. But the thing that's kind of impressed me is that even with him not being able to shoot the three ball very well right now, which is supposed to be the thing that he's the best at, he's still putting up 16, 3, and 8. And he's not shooting well. So, you know, if maybe the three start falling a little bit more, he can get up towards the 20 points per game margin, which would be really impressive for a six foot one point guard rookie in the NBA. Yeah, definitely. And what, what uh, Trey Young really brings to the table is uh, his passing. Yeah. If you if you look at um, what, what each rookie, I guess his like assist totals, he's, he's double Luka Doncic. Yeah, and he's Doncic number yeah, two, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, uh, he's averaging four assists a game, and then you've got DeAndre Ayton with 2.8, basically. Yeah, and Trey Young's at 8. Yeah, hey, it's not even close. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, Luka was, a lot of people said he might be the best passer in the draft because people were kind of sleeping on Trey Young's assists, even though he's the first player in, basco- in NCAA. NCAA basketball history to lead the league in scoring and assists. Definitely. But people still kind of slept on his passing ability. But he's really um, set up his teammates well in Atlanta, which is saying a lot considering he doesn't have very many talented teammates. You know, mm-hmm. when you're dishing it off to Kent Bazemore and, and still averaging eight assists, that says yeah. something. And that's um that's another thing with the Luka Doncic Trey Young argument. You know, uh, Luka Doncic he's got DeAndre Jordan at the center. He's got Wesley Matthews, who's and, and, honestly he's not he, bad. No, he's not bad. He's good. And then, spot up yeah, center. yeah. You've got Dennis Smith and then um, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, he's all got, all players who are probably better than you know the Hawks. Pretty much anyone the Hawks have, yeah. other than John Collins mm-hmm. and maybe Torian Prince, Prince on a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's saying something that he has more assist numbers 
with much worse teammates. And I will say Doncic's his assists go down a little bit because he is sharing the point guard role with Dennis Smith Jr. But still, Trey Young has impressed me with his passing ability. But all this being said, are you happy? Are you satisfied with the trade that was made right now? The Hawks are three and fifteen, which mm-hmm. is exactly what we want as a Hawks fan. Oh, we need them to be bad. Playing for that Zion or for the RJ Barrett, you know, whichever one you want. The Mavs are eight and nine, and as you know, if if, if their pick next year falls outside the top five, we get their pick. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling about the odds of that and just the overall feel of the trade? Yeah, I mean, you feel decent right now. Only time can still tell. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the players are kind of playing how we kind of thought they'd play. Mm-hmm. Trey Young's playing well but inconsistent. Leafy Donald has been playing pro ball for almost like three or four years now. Yeah, since he was you know, like he, 16. He's going to be a good NBA player, and we could have had him, basically. Um, but we'll really know when we get that draft pick next year. And hopefully it could be in the 5-10 to 10 range. You know, Dallas is hovering over 500. Um, the Washington Conference is tough. I doubt we'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I think we can get a pick. I think we can get possibly a center, a decent center, or a small yeah, forward. Me and you were joking last night when we were playing some 2K. I said that uh, it'd be funny if they got Bulbul, and you weren't very high on Bulbul because you said that he's just too skinny and will yeah. get like, dominated in the NBA. It's kind of, yeah, Bulbul kind of reminds me of Sean Bradley. Yeah, Sean Bradley got drafted. On. <laughs> I think he got drafted like third overall or something. Yeah, um, yeah he was and, a high pick. He in the 80s high. or 90s, and he's literally notorious for getting dunked on yeah that's like his whole yeah. thing is like oh yeah you dunked on that guy who's seven five yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't really that i mean he got a lot of blocks but he also mm-hmm. got dunked on a lot yeah but we were joking around about that but like you were saying it's all really it's gonna be results based you know if if we get lucky you know we're gonna be awful regardless we're three and 15 we play the celtics tonight so that's probably another loss even though the celtics are playing pretty bad mm-hmm. right now we're probably gonna lose that one and um what you were saying is that cleveland is actually worse than us somehow right now so that sucks that we only have three wins and we're not even the worst team. Yeah, it shows LeBron's greatness. Yeah, when yeah, you, bring, you bring a team to the finals for four straight years, you leave, and all of a sudden they have less they're than three wins. The they're team. the worst team. The same thing happened when he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. They got Kyrie Irving the very next year. So that sucks. But if you can go ahead and probably lock in, we're going to get at least a top three pick top from three, our own draft pick. Mm-hmm. And if we can somehow get a six through eight, six through nine from the Mavericks, and I think I think it was a good trade, you know, because Trey Young looks like he's going to be a really solid point guard. And if we can get, you know – Everyone's saying it, Zion, or you can get R.J. Barrett, or mm-hmm. even Cam Reddish. You know, one of those stud uh, NCAA players, and then get another high pick that we could use for maybe a big man, or you know, Definitely. some kind of stretch some type, type of shooting player. guard. Yeah, I think that's really where we really know where the rebuild is, and if it's you know coming a lot faster than we thought it was. Because mm-hmm. there's potential that if these picks work out this year, the rebuild could be over. We could just be going for. You know, trying to be a legitimate team next year. Obviously, young players, we still wouldn't be that great, but we wouldn't be looking yeah, to definitely. lose. You know? I think the situation we want to be in is kind of like the Celtics, their situation. They drafted a lot of good players and a lot, lot in similar positions. Mm-hmm. And um, they can trade players for better players or more draft picks, whatever they want to do. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll, be, we'll have assets. Yeah, any um, time a big-name player comes up on the market and they're saying, like, this guy doesn't want to be here. You know, Anthony Davis was rumored to be on the trade block. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, Celtics. well, the Celtics. The Celtics have picks and they have seven different young players that exactly. the other teams might want. You know, they can have Jalen Brown. They can have Terry Rozier. So mm-hmm. they have p- pieces to move around to acquire, you know, bigger players, which the Hawks definitely need because – Atlanta, for some reason, even though Atlanta is like regarded as a pretty cool city, you know, people like Atlanta when they think about the South. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest. Like, it's the biggest city. Yeah, in it's the cultural hub of the yeah. Southeast. But for some reason, athletes don't want to come play in Atlanta. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, think, 
Maybe think, it's our I mean, fan base isn't it's, very it's diehard. It's the fan base in Atlanta. Yeah. It's so diverse. Nobody in Atlanta. A lot of people in Atlanta are not from Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, they're, they moved down yeah. from the north. So when you go to a game, you know, let's say it's Knicks versus the Hawks, there will be twice as many All Knicks, Knicks fans. fans. It's just Knicks Same fans. with Boston. The Lakers. Same, yeah, Lakers. Yeah, we have a lot of transplants in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So maybe people see our team, they see our fan base, and they'll say, like, they're not a basketball town, which, you know, which is fair. We're a baseball and football place first. But, Definitely I mean, more. at the same time, Atlanta Atlanta people like their sports. So I just don't really understand why we're not really a huge attraction for many athletes. But because of that, we need to acquire them through the draft or by trade. So I think we're on a good first step to getting there, and we'll have to see how everything pans out. But so far, so good. And Overall, I'm satisfied. Yeah, shout out to just the new like uh, GM, too, for making some moves because I was yeah. kind of skeptical with the whole I, – I really was a big fan of Luke. I still am, but – Trey Young's impressed me, and I think it's all for the best. That's why I'm not a GM, you know? They, yeah. No, Sh- they, they know more than I do. Schlink's been – he's been finessing. We, we could finesse something next year, too. It just depends on the prospects. Yeah, see what happens. Like. Maybe we, the, yeah. the draft is supposed to be deep again. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean – Let's just say hypothetically we get the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. and we let everybody know we want Zion, but, you know, maybe we don't actually want Zion. Maybe we yeah. want R.J. Barrett, and someone really wants Zion. Maybe we trade the number one pick for the number two pick yes. and the first-round pick next exactly year. Exactly what the Celtics did. Yeah, exactly. They traded <laughs> – they're like, here – 76ers, 76ers, take the pick. They took Markel Fultz. We see how well mm-hmm. that's worked out. Yeah. Um, Celtics got, J- or, I'm sorry, got Jason Tatum, and now he's a stud. And they got another pick next year, unprotected Kings yeah. pick. So it's just like, you got to make those moves. got to be a couple steps ahead. So hopefully that's what the Hawks are doing. Maybe we can have some success in the future. Yeah, but, the NBA is a copycat league. You see somebody do something, and you basically want to replicate it. And yeah, try to win. exactly. So look at the look at Golden State. They're dominating by spacing and good defense mm-hmm. and shooting. Now we drafted... You know, Amari Spellman, a.k.a. the next Draymond Green. He's, good. Well, he's, he's a much better shooter than Draymond, yeah. but he's, he's Just not. kind of the undersized four yeah. who can pass the ball, play some defense, and, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, shoot a little bit. And then we got Kevin Horter, who they're saying is the Clay Thompson, but we know he's not no, Clay yeah, Thompson. He's not, he's not a bad player, and he's, he's, he's young, too, just like Trey Young, and we'll see yeah. um, how he pans out, but only time will tell. And then Trey Young, the next Steph Curry, the people are saying, so it's like we're mm-hmm. definitely copying Golden State. And isn't, uh, isn't Schling, he's from Oh, yeah, Golden he was, State, he was Golden he State's, yet? like, like assistant, I, he's GM. assistant general manager, yeah. vice general manager, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, and so now he's here and he's trying to replicate that. So it's definitely a copycat league, but I wouldn't be all mad if we became even the baby version of the Warriors. No. You know, please <laughs> let us just win something. Let us get <laughs> let, at least let, to a fight. Let us we, we let something. me enjoy watching basketball. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. <laughs> and um, we were talking about Cleveland being awful. Go ahead and move on to LeBron's return to Cleveland. Uh, a couple nights ago, Lakers returned to Cleveland. LeBron's first return. The Lakers won 109-105, to 105, so kind of a close game, to be honest. Kind of an ugly game. Oh, but, yeah. No, uh, the Lakers had to come back yeah, in the fourth it, quarter. Yeah, it was close for a while, and, uh, I mean, only a four-point game at the mm-hmm. end. LeBron, 32-14-7. Crazy stat line, but at the same time, what's expected out of LeBron James, even at 33 years old, year 16. Uh, they honored him with a video tribute, and they had a big standing ovation when he touched the ball. Everyone was cheering, so that was pretty cool. But uh, my question to you is, were you surprised by the warm welcome in Cleveland? You know, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah. Um, I think Cleveland was, was upset the first time because they hadn't won anything, basically. Yeah, understandable. Um, the whole decision. I, and, yeah, uh, yeah. LeBron, LeBron was he was more childish back then. I know yeah. he was in his like eighth or seventh year or something, but he was still like but 26 still, years yeah, old. Yeah. He, he wasn't as mature as he is now. And he won that championship in Cleveland. And, you know, I think Cleveland's satisfied. They haven't won anything in the past six years. And... Without LeBron, none of that would have been possible. Yeah. So he got his championship, and now he made his lifestyle movement to go to uh, Los Angeles, and I think they understand that. 
Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was going to be, like, obviously I'm a big LeBron fan, so I was going to be angry if they booed him anyways, but I was trying to think about it from, like, a non-biased perspective, like, say I wasn't a big LeBron fan, but, like, they really have no reason to, like, ever boo him no. ever in his life again because it's no. like he spent, what was it, like the first eight years of his career or something like that? In Cleveland. In Cleveland, from Akron, Ohio, like, high school prodigy, drafted to his hometown team, Made them into something when they were absolutely drug a team with Zadrunas Solgalskis to the championship Eric in 07. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mo Williams was their second best player. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, he had to make a move and he went to Miami and people were angry about it. And, you know, the whole decision on live TV, that was obviously a bad look. He could and have he said, it a lot Yeah, he better. said he regrets it. And, you know, the whole thing, which for the Boys and, Boys and Girls Club of Cleveland, all the money went towards that. Mm. So. There's a good reason behind it, but at the same time... Publicly, like, like publicity-wise, it was not a yeah, good Yeah, it makes it look bad to the Cleveland fans that, like, you're putting him on blast. Like, we're leaving, you know? And he didn't really even thank the Cleveland fans for his time there. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he was beefing with Dan Gilbert, because Dan Gilbert's a terrible owner. So. He, is, he is an awful <laughs> yeah, owner. Yeah, he's an awful owner. And, yeah, and that's shown by LeBron being there, 60 wins. Then he leaves, goes to Miami. They're terrible for four straight years. LeBron comes back, four straight finals. LeBron leaves, terrible again. He... He's not good at building a team. He's not a good mm-hmm. owner. He yeah, just Dan, got lucky with a generational yeah, player. Yeah, Dan Gilbert, James. he's just like like one of those alpha males who wants, yeah. to, be, wants to be above you. He wants you. the credit. He wants yes, everything. he wants the credit, but he actually has nothing to do with that, and he only made it worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All he did was make it worse. Because when LeBron left with a decision, he made a huge news article about how LeBron quit on the team mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. It's like, look, dude, you don't do that to the guy who is the face of your franchise and is the best player to ever be on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then he... You would think that he burned the bridge from him ever coming back, but LeBron somehow forgave him and came back anyways. And I think that was that was more in spite of Dan Gilbert and more of like he wanted to fulfill his promise to Cleveland. Oh yeah, definitely. Know, like I don't think he did it for Dan Gilbert mm-hmm. at all. You know, he just did it to prove a point, get back there, give Cleveland a championship. And um, I think once he did that, he can pretty much do no wrong in Cleveland. Yeah, anymore. LeBron. And now he's opened the school and mm-hmm. he's just doing a lot for the community. So yeah, and LeBron when he came back to Cleveland. Basically, he saw he saw a lot of uh, I guess promise because when he was in uh, Miami, they got whooped by the Spurs, and I think in like the 2014 finals, yeah, terribly. D Wade was hurt, and Chris Bosh was getting old, and he realized I gotta get out of here. Cleveland had young Kyrie, and then the number one draft pick that yeah. uh, that turned into Andrew Wiggins, yep. which they then turned into Kevin Love, which is honestly a much better. Oh yeah, because Andrew pick. Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins yeah, just can't handle he, himself. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins <laughs> has turned out to be kind of a bust and yeah. a huge disappointment and a waste of talent. Yes, but. You know, whatever. Yeah, so LeBron saw that. He saw Dwayne Wade's knees deteriorating. He saw Chris Bosh. I mean, I hope Chris Bosh can somehow get healthy. He has a whole blood clot issue. Yeah, so I think I, he's, he's, I think he's pretty play. much done. Yeah. So he saw that. He saw the writing on the wall that they just got beat by a record margin in the finals against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And he saw Kyrie Irving, who, you know, at the time was in his, you know, he's like 23 years old and averaging 24 points per oh, game. Yeah. And, you know, he's everyone knows Kyrie Irving's a stud, even though he left and went to Boston and left LeBron to fend for himself in uh, Cleveland. But he saw that. He saw a better opportunity, and he saw the chance to bring his hometown championship, and he did that. So I think I think he's forever okay in Cleveland. Like No one's going to burn oh, his jersey. Yeah. No one's going to say anything bad about him because, I mean, he fulfilled his promise. He can go back there and be a legend. Yeah, I mean, he'll obviously get a, he'll get a statue there even though the owner hates him, like, that's that's no issue. So yeah. I was not surprised by that. And, and Dan Gil would have to sell the team eventually. And hopefully LeBron buys them. I think it's I all a, uh, it's all a ploy because LeBron was there. They were worth like a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. LeBron leaves their price worth nothing. plummets. There's yeah. nothing enough for him to eventually buy the team. He's worth everything. Yeah. So, but on to the Lakers. Not just LeBron's return, but the Lakers. They've kind of been 
you know, a bit of a disappointment so far. They had a really slow start. And uh, right now they're 10-7. LeBron's averaging 29-8-7, which, like I said, people expect that. But let's kind of wrap your head around. This is his 16th season. He's averaging 29-8-7. That mm-hmm. That's crazy. And uh, the next highest point per game on the team is Kyle Kuzma with 16. And uh, me and you were talking about this a little bit, you know, off the podcast, that he really just left Cleveland East and went to Cleveland West in the Lakers. But the thing about... Yeah. Thing about the Lakers is that they are younger, so you know they, they have they more have potential. Promise. Yeah, they have, they have a lot of potential, and you know we were hoping that Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram were going to pan out, but um, it's it's not really looking like it right now. Yeah, Cal- honestly, Cal- I'm way out on Brandon Ingram. I think yeah. they should trade him. You know, Lonzo, his shots all you know wonky or whatever, but he's a good passer, a great defender. But Brandon Ingram, like people expected him, you know, everyone's going, oh, he's the next KD because he's skinny. He he's obviously, like he's obviously not going to be KD, but I still thought he'd be a 20-point-per-game scorer this mm-hmm. year, you know, playing beside LeBron James, and he's not even averaging 16 points per game. I think yeah. he's at 15 right now, so he's been a disappointment. But overall, I think the Lakers I think the Lakers will be okay. They'll obviously be a playoff team. I don't see them getting to the Western Conference Finals like some people thought before the season. Yeah, the West is just so stacked, and teams like the like the Grizzlies yeah, are like, aren't, well. uh, aren't the Grizzlies number two yeah. in the West right now? Uh, I checked the other day, and they were number one. Let, let me see real quick. They, I, I they're, 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 number, they're number one. Are overall. they really? Wow. They've won five straight games. Yeah, and that, that's a team who drafted number five in the draft last mm-hmm. year. You what, know? Jaron Jackson? Yeah, Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. Jr. And, and he's playing well. And it's like they got Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley back. They were injured last year, and you know they're a really good team. They made the playoffs. They're kind of like... The Hawks were oh, yeah. at the, the time with a couple and, pretty good players. Yeah, where they just special. they they just keep making the playoffs. They'll go to the first, second round. You know, they'll make it hard on somebody, but they won't they're win anything. Win anything. Yeah, it's kind of like the Trailblazers too. You know, they mm-hmm. they make it, they'll play well, but they're not going to win anything. Yeah, there's a lot of surprises in the West right now. The Trailblazers are twelve and six. That's not really a surprise. They've been like a three seed, four yeah, seed. They're but good. They will never team. do anything in the playoffs. And yeah. then the Clippers are also eleven and six. And ever since the uh, ever since the Rockets, you know, cut bait with Melo, they've been picking it back uh, they, up. They they've, started, won, they've won five straight. Yeah, they started awful. <laughs> they started awful. They were terrible. So that was kind of a shocker too. But you know, the Lakers are right there in the middle of the pack, and I think they'll obviously be a playoff team. LeBron James is not missing the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. at this uh, point yeah, in his career, like he's not missing it. He missed his rookie year, and since then he hasn't missed it since. And uh, I think they'll make it to the second round because LeBron also doesn't lose in the first round. He's never lost in the first round. So I think they'll make it to the second round and um, be eliminated. But they got to hope that they can somehow find a way to get Kawhi Leonard maybe in the offseason. Or some people are even saying yeah. Kevin Durant. They The Lakers have to get a superstar. Yeah. Um, if they really want to compete uh, for a championship. They, they've got LeBron. That's the first piece. But they have to get another piece. Whether it's Anthony Davis, Kawhi. Yeah, some um, kind of big name. You know, Kevin Durant. Somebody, just yeah, things Kevin like Durant. that. Because people, people kind of take LeBron James for granted saying, you know, like like I just said, right now he's averaging 29, 8, and 7 in year yep. 16. But at a certain point, he's going to drop off. Like, he is human. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to get to his 34, oh, yeah. 35, 36. And, you know, I still think he'll put up 20, 26, and 5. You know, it'll be great numbers. Yeah, but he, it won't he's going to have to have a sidekick. Yeah, it won't be what he <laughs> is right now. At a certain point, he's going to have to have somebody take the reins from him and be you know, 1A to his 1, you know, however you want to say it. So people are saying, in fact, um, former NBA point guard Jarrett Jack predicted that Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis were going to go to the Lakers next year, which would be crazy. You know, I don't know what kind of inside information he has. Mm-hmm. He, he's really good friends with Kevin Durant. They used to play together. So that could be kind of interesting if that is true. I think he was just talking, but you never know. So that will be interesting to see what happens. And if that does happen, then I think that's a championship right there. You have potentially the top three players in the NBA all on one team. Oh, yeah, yeah. If that were to happen, it, it would have to be an instant NBA championship. Yeah. I don't know how they would pay for it, 
I don't know, LeBron's on the max right now. I think Kevin Durant's tired of taking pay cuts. Yeah, you would at the think moment. so. Yeah. I think he wants to get paid the max, and I'm not, I'm not really sure about Anthony Davis, but I know he's been... He's on a big contract right yeah. now. His contract actually isn't up till uh, 2020, so he would have to get traded okay. or you know wait two years. But Makes sense. I mean, the Pelicans, they'll, they'll be average, a little bit better than average at all times with Anthony Davis because he's such a great player, but... They're never going to amount Yeah, they're not going to win anything. And never. that's the thing. The Pelicans have said in the past that, like, look, we're not trading Anthony Davis. He's the reason our team is even good. Mm-hmm. Like, they know that. It's kind of the same thing that the Charlotte uh, Hornets say about Kimba. They're like, we're not getting rid of Kimba. Without Kimba, literally no one will talk about us. So it's like uh-huh. they know what they have. But at the same time, you know, if things start looking bleak and it looks like Anthony Davis is not going to return, maybe Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart start look like a good trade to them. Or, you know, Lonzo and... Kuzma, you know, so, you know, some kind of trade for those young pieces and maybe a pick can make that happen. But no, definitely. We were um, speaking about Kevin Durant. Golden State has been in a bit of drama, more drama than Golden State has been in the past ever, four years. Ever, yeah. yeah, ever since in the Steve, Steve Kerr era, there's never been any drama. He said that. He said we've been living in kind of a fairy tale land. Now we're mm-hmm. in the real NBA, where you know people have issues. And uh, right now in Golden State, you haven't been painted, and Stephen Curry is out with an injury. He should be back before too long, but still, he is out. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant got into a verbal altercation on the court against the Clippers, where uh, Draymond repeatedly called Kevin Durant a bitch. And uh, and since that point, they have lost four straight and five of the last six, the only win being against our Atlanta Hawks. Shout out to the Hawks. Keep losing. Uh-huh. And... Um, since then, Kevin Durant has been on Instagram. You know, Kevin Durant loves being on social media for some reason. Even if it's issues. not even, you know, his account. Yeah, I mean, if it's a burner. Yeah. But on his legitimate account, he liked to comment on Instagram saying that Draymond Green would be traded if uh, Boogie Cousins is completely healthy, which is obviously saying a lot considering every sports page is obviously going to pick that up, mm-hmm. and Draymond Green's going to know that that happens. So that yeah. could cause way more issues in the locker room. So, I guess the main question is, do you think the Warriors' dynasty is kind of starting to fall apart, or do you think this will um, kind of play over once Curry comes back? I think once Curry's back, it'll play over. I think it's just a little drama in season, you know. Every year, LeBron was on the Cavs the past four years. They would go through some type of funk. Yeah, and some kind of drama. Some type of, some, something weird would happen, they'd be like, oh, are the Cavs, you know, are the Cavs done now? LeBron's made eight, seven, nine, you know, straight finals, whatever year it was, and... They would always get together come playoff time. NBA season, it's a long season. It's way, honestly, I think it's way too long. Yeah, 82 games. 82 yeah, games. It's over. Crazy. It's over like six months, and I think that's just way too long. But uh, off that topic, I think the Warriors will get it together. And once Boogie comes back, Steph's healthy, I think nobody can stop him. Yeah, I think that being said, I do think that Kevin Durant will be leaving at the end of this year no matter what happens. Me too. Me I too. I think that this has pretty much burned the bridge. I'm like, Kevin Durant... Say what you want about him, he's a snake or whatever. Because, I mean, I, that was a soft move joining the Warriors, no doubt about it. It was. But he needed to get a ring, and he is the second best player in the NBA. Some people even say he's better than LeBron now. I don't say that because he's playing on a team with four other All-Stars, but, I mean, he is mm-hmm. that good. He's that good of a player. He's might be the second best small forward of all time once he retires, but, you know, if he passes a Larry Bird or whatever. He's What I'm trying to say is he's a great player. He is. And um, being that good, you want to get – your credit, and you don't want to feel like you're hopping on a bandwagon. Because I think that Warriors fans and even the people on the Warriors, especially Draymond, have made it fairly clear to Kevin Durant that, like, look, dude, we were one before you were here. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need you. Like, we're glad you're here. You're really helping us yeah, win. But, like, I before think you got here, we had 73 wins. I think there's a little, I don't know what to call it, like a little fraternity 
inside the Warriors. Like with the original with Warriors. With Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond basically saying, we've done it before without you. It's not that big a deal. We'll win 73 again without you. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, on one hand, you're not wrong. You yeah. Did, you did break the all-time record mm-hmm. and won a ring before that. But on the other hand, since Kevin Durant has gotten there, you've won two straight. Kevin Durant has been the finals MVP both times. Mm-hmm. And the year you won 73 wins, you didn't win the finals. No, that's right. And the year you did win the finals, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were both out and still went to six against Matthew Del Vadova yep. and LeBron James. So you it's are like, right. You need that closer. You need mm-hmm. Kevin Durant in the, in the finals. So I think they would be making a mistake if they think that, like, oh, things will be fine without Kevin Durant. Because without Kevin Durant, there's always a, cho- there's always a chance that he goes and joins LeBron in mm-hmm. the Lakers or he goes and joins the Celtics, you know, or some other powerhouse. Yeah that would bring the Warriors down. So I think that they're really making a mistake, uh, you know, pissing him off pretty much and making him feel like he doesn't need to be there. But the one major, you know, turning point to this entire season is they have the best or second best center in the league on their bench not even playing, DeMarcus Cousins. If he comes back and he's healthy and he's normal DeMarcus Cousins, no one's going to beat them. No, All five of their starters are all NBA especially players. Especially if they can mesh as a team. Um, you know, I know teams will have trouble. Yeah. I, think, I think it'll only take a little bit. I think they're all... Cause they're they're they main all goals like to, to win a ball. championship. And they, you know, they all like to pass the mm-hmm. ball. And, you know, they're not selfish by any means. They just... They play pretty well together. It's just Draymond Green can get kind of angry sometimes mm-hmm. and he'll go off on a teammate. Yeah, and you know, Boogie, Boogie's had a pass with technical fouls. He, um, he got thrown out of a game this year, and he's yeah, not even playing. He's on the bench. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be fine on the Warriors. Yeah. I think he'll be gone after this year. I'm not sure where he'll be going. Yeah, in fact, Steve Kerr said as much. He had an interview where he said, like, look, we know we don't have enough money to pay DeMarcus Cousins. Yes, the do. objective is this year is for him to win come, help us win a championship, and we set paid. him up well to get paid next year. <laughs> so, I mean, he even knows. But let's say hypothetically, Draymond Green is traded because DeMarcus is healthy. And they win a championship without Draymond, and then Demarcus, and then uh, Kevin Durant leaves. You just re-sign Demarcus Cousins, and you mm-hmm. have Demarcus Cousins, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. It's still a great team. Oh yeah, no, that's still like, yeah. a, a ridiculous team. So <laughs> there's a lot of things you can go from this where, no matter what happens, the Warriors, the Warriors will probably end up fine. You know, it's just more of a matter of where will Kevin Durant go at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. If, like I said, if they go to, the, if he goes to the Lakers somehow, which I don't see that happening because I don't think Kevin Durant wants to play with LeBron James and be. The de facto the number second, two. Like, yeah. like, there's no question with he's Kawhi, too. Yeah, exactly. Kawhi, Kawhi doesn't want to go to the, the second guy either. So, But if somehow that does happen, you have LeBron James and Kevin Durant on a team together, then I think that's enough firepower right there to beat the Warriors. So there's something to kind of think about when you're Golden State and you think you're untouchable, but in reality, like, things happen in the NBA. People get hurt. Mm-hmm. Curry gets hurt all the time. Yeah. So it's like... Now, what do you think um, Clay Thompson will do in the offseason? I think he's staying. I think, I think he I does. think Clay Thompson's a warrior for life. I think he likes his situation being that he is the third or maybe even the fourth guy on the team that people care about, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he can go out and get 65 points and they'll just keep feeding him. Yeah. Know? When he gets crazy hot like he was against the uh, Bulls where he broke the all-time three-pointer in a game record, no one cares that he's taking those shots. They want him to take the shots. They're like, dude, you're hot. Take them. That's the thing about playing for Golden the State. Warriors. They want you. They, they don't care they who gets win. the shine. Yeah, they they want to win basketball games. So, you know, Curry and uh, KD will obviously go out and get their buckets in a normal game. But if all of a sudden Klay Thompson starts six for six from the three, they're like, all right, man, it's your game. We're going to mm-hmm. keep feeding you. So, like, I think Klay Thompson likes the fact that he has pretty much no pressure on him. If he doesn't play well... They don't blame him for the loss, mm-hmm. and if he does play well, it's like, did you see how well Clay played last night? He had 40 points. You yeah, know? I think another thing that Clay has mentioned in an interview is that he sees guys getting paid a lot, but they hate playing for the team, kind of like 
maybe John Wall. Yeah, John Wall just mm-hmm. signed, a, or he not just signed a couple years ago. He signed a huge supermax contract, two hundred million dollars, yeah. and now they're awful. And he's cussing out his coach in practice. Exactly. So. Clay Clay enjoys the situation he has in Golden State. He doesn't want to take it for granted. Basically. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy to just be like, look. Do I really care if I'm getting paid $20 million as opposed to $28 million? Mm-hmm. Like, First of all, my dad played in the NBA, too. My brother plays professional baseball, <laughs> and I'm a professional NBA player who has like a Chinese shoe endorsement, all these weird things. Like, mm-hmm. He's not short on money by any means. So I think he just looks at it and says, like, I love my team. I love Steph Curry. You know, we came into the league right around the same time. We're both, we play off each other super well. There's yeah. no issues. We win all the time. I'm not the guy that people blame when things go wrong so why would I leave yeah you realize it's a situation unlike maybe some other players like Kyrie Irving yeah yeah that's yeah. a great example Kyrie Irving, <laughs> yeah Kyrie Irving was not sniffing the playoffs before LeBron came back mm-hmm. LeBron comes they go to four straight championships and then he says like I want to go do my own thing and now Boston is, was playing better without him mm-hmm. so like you, you kind of take what you have for granted sometimes you know, with the su- success that you have as a team, and you kind of start getting a big head that, you know, I can do this by myself, and I don't think Clay Thompson's that kind of guy. I think, now don't get me wrong, I think if Clay went to a team where he was the man, he could average like 28 points per game. Oh, yeah. How talented of a shooter he is and how good he is. But I think right now he's perfectly satisfied with his, you know, 20 a game, randomly going off for 40 or 50, and, you know, just winning championships. He enjoys winning championships. Yeah, I mean, and I is, respect that. I mean, it'll get him to the Hall of Fame, yeah, which is oh, which yeah. is crazy. Like, yeah, he's he's a Hall of Fame type player when he wins championships like that. Yeah, and it, isn't that crazy though that like on this Warriors team because people talk about you know this Warriors team might be the best ever. It's like oh no, it's the uh, it's the Bulls, the '98 Bulls, or you know whatever, whichever team you want to compare them to. But um, they have like the Warriors have four players on their team currently that are probably Hall of Famers. And then you don't know about DeMarcus Cousins. Like, mm-hmm. Draymond and DeMarcus Cousins are kind of the iffy ones, but let's say Draymond, let's say they all pan out and Draymond is a two-time defensive player of the year and a four-time champion by the time he retires. It's like, they're probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tracy McGrady got in the Hall of Fame. He hasn't mm-hmm. won anything. You know, Grant Hill got in the Hall of Fame and he didn't do much as an NBA yeah, player he really, after he got hurt. Yeah, it's, it's possibly a little too easy to get Yeah, no, in the NBA Hall of Fame, it's <laughs> favorite because it's like the thing about the NBA Hall of Fame, it's, it's not just the NBA, it's the basketball Hall of Fame mm. in general, so college goes into it. Yeah. So, like, there's, it's kind of, you know, easy to get in, you know, easy in quotes, not everyone gets in, obviously, but let's say Draymond pulls those stats out, and he keeps doing what he's doing, and they win multiple championships, he'll probably get in. Clay Thompson will get in. He'll, he'll have, you know, eight all star Dennis Rodman, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, you know, he's a great rebounder, great defender, and just won a lot of championships. Mm. So, like, I mean, he could have been a great rebounder on a nobody team and probably doesn't make the Hall of Fame. No, it's, it, but, having those rings helps. And, oh, yeah. I mean, how many do they have already? Draymond already has three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's just say everything works itself out. He stays on the Warriors. It's not out of the question to say he can have five or six by the time he retires. Definitely, like, yeah, with ease. Like, which is crazy to say. But, I mean, if he ends up having five rings, Clay has five rings, Steph has five rings. I mean, Steph is obviously a lock. But, you know, Kevin Durant's a lock. And then DeMarcus Cousins, we don't know what he's going to end up doing with his career, but you could you could say he's on a Hall of his, Fame His path. stats are Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. So right now, all five of the starters are Hall of Fame worthy. And then you have people like Andre Iguodala, who probably won't make the Hall of Fame, and he, I don't think he should, but I mean, he's still a really, a great, really good player. Yeah, him and Sean Livingston are great to that team. Yeah, so it's just like, they have so much talent that if you lose one, I don't think you're... I mean, I think if you lose Curry, that's a huge blow. Like, but Curry's not leaving anytime. I'm saying you can leave, you can lose any of the other ones and keep the rest, and they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. There's no issue. As long as you have Curry and you have those other players, you'll be fine. Definitely. 
Yeah, so that's the end of the uh, the podcast. I appreciate you coming and helping me make this one, Brady. Of course, always, always. Like and making uh, an appearance. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll be back with another one here shortly. I'm trying to be more frequent with the upload. Sometimes it's difficult just being that i got to get a guest with me, whether it's Brady or whether it's Matt. It's just it's tough to do them by yourself. So got to make sure we got schedules matching up and things like that. But I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all later. Riding up uptown. 